Hey guys, welcome to episode number three of the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. I'm going to dub this one, I think, the noisy episode because there's two separate interviews on this episode and they're both in noisy environments. I don't know why I chose to do this, but uh, do you know what? It's it's great because it adds a bit of um, realism to the audio. I, I'm, I'm a lover of people and the noises of, of re- represent where you are, really. Um, so when I'm, I've interviewed Mike at Stop Cafe in the museum in town, um, situated in the museum in town, um, I really wanted all those cafe sounds in the background i really wanted to to get you let you guys kind of feel where i am so i really like that so that's where i do mike dalton who is the co-owner of stop cafes um situated all through shrewsbury um there's one in the just outside the quarry there's one outside the university and of course there's one right in the middle of town in the museum so then the second half of this uh, this episode is going to be me speaking to a guy called Alex Vladmirov, who works for Shrewsbury Beard. Now, Shrewsbury Beard have been great for our show. They do great things for town. Uh, they've just been voted in for a second term to, to do what they do. And what they do is find parts of, of Shrewsbury where they can improve uh, things and they keep, they keep things looking fresh and great, you know. Um, and they, they've got these great ideas. And I wanted to sit down and speak to him, congratulate him as well. Um, and they've given us a great opportunity we're going to be covering the darwin festival throughout february um and it wouldn't if it wasn't for them we wouldn't have had that great opportunity so i wanted to meet up with him and have a quick chat but we did that in the in the bird's nest uh in the in the market hall i've got to tell you the market hall was absolutely amazing i went there straight after the light switch and it was literally wall to wall with people uh, there was people at the other end playing ukuleles and singing so there was music people these amazing smells of food uh it was great so it was super noisy uh and yes you may have to strain your ears a bit to listen to the conversation but it's definitely worth it um but that that interview i did after what was an absolute nightmare uh, of a of a, a session of recording in in shrewsbury at the light switch you may have seen on my, on my facebook i'm an idiot right so <laughs> i finally pluck up the courage to yet again go in and try and get interviews with people about Christmas. Uh, and it's going really well. I'm getting like three interviews. I'm speaking to people. They're telling me about what they they, they got planned for Christmas. And it's quite a nice little, you know, a bashful kind of pleasant kind of conversations and stuff. I, I even bumped into my friend Stacy, who I work with at the prison. She gave a great interview. But none of your interviews were recorded because I forgot to press the record button twice instead of once so i felt like a bit of an idiot in fact the only interview i've got on my task cam is the one i did with my my three-year-old boy uh which there you go there's my phone going off as as normal um <laughs> so yeah the only ep- interview i got was from my three-year-old i don't know whether to put that on the episode or not i'll have to ask my wife for, for permission for that but yeah a great episode guys two different interviews uh but similar kind of styles it's a different sound to what you're going to hear on the on the podcast, and that's what I want to aim for. I want something different every time, uh, and this is you can't be any more different than to be recording in a cafe or you know a busy market hall. So I hope you enjoy it. Make sure uh, you, you give me some feedback whether you liked it or not, whether you like those sounds of, of of you know those kind of hustle and bustle sounds in the background. I really like them. But anyway, hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, let me know what you think, and uh, I'll catch you at the end of this podcast. Hey, have you ever wondered what makes Shrewsbury such a great town? I think about it all the time. That's why I decided to create the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. 
A place where we can sit and talk to people from all walks of life, listen to stories about what makes this town such a great place to live. We are going to be talking to authors and historians, artists and musicians, entrepreneurs, and people that have got great stories to tell about this town. Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the uh, Shrewsbury Biscuit. We're going to um, be interviewing Mike, who's uh, he's, he's the owner, co-owner? Co- co-owner with my wife. Co-owner yes. with your wife, oh, that's great, that's awesome, of um, Stop Cafe. Stop Cafe. Uh, st- st- this one's called Stop Cafe Bar. They've, they've all got slightly different names, but they all, they're all called Stop. Yeah, 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 that's cool, that's cool. And like I've explained on the previous show, the aim of this show is to capture the essence of what makes Shrewsbury such a great town. Um, I am not from Shrewsbury, I've explained that, and when I did move to Shrewsbury last August, I fell hard in love with the place. I really loved it, and I don't think I could vision myself living anywhere. So I wanted to interview people from all walks of life to explain to me what what it is that's drawing me and everyone else here. I mean, I was just walking through town with all my gear, and... uh, I had some students, sounds like, behind me, and they, all they were talking about is how great it looked. Genuinely, like, that's not me just trying to put this into the show. I was shocked, and then I walked through town, and there's just tourists everywhere looking at things and, and amazed by the place. Uh, and you, you, this, this, this coffee shop is situated right in one of the most central tourist spots. Yeah, I, we're very lucky we're here in the museum and art gallery, and then you've got the tourist information office obviously at the front of the building. So, yeah, we, we, we are, it, and the, I think the market square is very much the, you know, the beating heart of Shrewsbury. Uh, yeah. so much going on, and particularly in summer's days, you know, when, when, the, when the, um, the market the market's uh, uh, full, the market square's yeah, full. Yeah. And whenever you come to a place like Shrewsbury, you're always like, I wonder if they've got a good museum here. <laughs> And you know, and they, they kind of make make your way to the museum. So this is a great place to be. Um, so let's start off with. Uh, why don't you tell me a bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Introduce yourself and what you do. Um, yeah. So my name's Mike Dalton. I'm um, <clears throat> pretty much lived in Shrewsbury all my life. Yeah. Um, I think the only time I, I haven't lived in Shrewsbury was when I was at university. Um, uh, I, I married uh, my wife Nicola. She's the co-owner of um, of the coffee shop shops, I should say, that we've got in Shrewsbury. Yeah. Um, I uh, grew up in Sundorn, where my parents still live. My elderly parents are both still over in Sundorn. So, yeah, I'm pretty much a, a Shropshire lad. I always have been, and probably always will be. And yet, you love living here. You couldn't vision yourself living anywhere else. No, I, it's funny. Probably like mo- m- many people, when I was younger, you know, I desperately wanted to leave the town. Um, and had all these various ideas of, of you know of moving away and, and striking out and whatever. And then the older I got, and certainly after having children, you you, you kind of reach that conclusion. Well, no, this, this is a, a pretty good place, a pretty good place to live, but also very importantly, a good place to bring up children. Yes, and that's that's one of the main things that drew me here. I got a three-year-old, and I was like, schools are great in Shrewsbury. There's nothing to say anything bad about Telford, where I was living before. But whenever I'd seen the schools, they always looked so much nicer the kids around here seem so much nicer and that was one of the main drawing points from here and then when you get here it's just so beautiful you don't want to you don't want to go anywhere I mean it's not you know don't get me wrong it's not a utopia but but, but I I think it is you know it's 
how could you put it, it it's a safe place to grow up in I mean yeah. I grew up here and it, you know it felt safe you know it, it, it's big enough to be exciting but small enough to be safe yeah and the community is just it's, it's spellbinding I mean I live in Bellevue and everyone you speak to is just so polite and so helpful <laughs> and you know that's always always uh, really really good so so you own uh, you and your wife own these coffee shops um, how did how did all this begin yeah it's uh, it's a bit of a bizarre one because I it, it as of sort of six years ago, I had a completely different career. Um, I worked in uh, corporate PR. Um, I worked for, for the bulk of, of my uh, corporate life. I worked for Raw Mail or Raw Mail Group, um, which meant travelling over to Birmingham uh, and also London for the latter part of my career. Um, my wife is, is a teacher by uh, by profession, and about six odd years ago, in fact, we can always recount this story because I can still remember it vividly. <laughs> it was a New Year's Day, and we were walking through town, probably trying to shake off a hangover um, and we were looking for somewhere to go for a coffee and we ended up in a in a local hotel I won't say the name but uh, they served us the coffee and, and we, we started chatting about how poor the coffee was <laughs> uh, and how poor the service was and, and sort of you know uh, saying you know it can't be that difficult surely and blah, blah, you know we went on and on and then fast forward I think probably about nine months ten months from that Day, we opened the St. Julian stop down in uh, down in Cove. Oh, right. that's that's where I frequent quite mm. a bit, you know. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, you did this for justice for coffee. Let's, let's do coffee <laughs> justice because I feel you. I mean, I I think we we, in all honesty, we were probably a bit naive, and we we had a view of a coffee shop, which I think a lot of people may have that it's you know it's all very sedate and, and friendly, and uh, you know it's easy to do as as, as a business owner, and it. it you know, it, it, it's a very relaxing sort of atmosphere, a relaxing way to earn money. Yeah. Mm, it isn't. I, <laughs> I can imagine. Work. Especially when uh, Shrewsbury's got such a, a great cafe culture. Yeah. There are so many amazing... I mean, I'm not just going to interview you guys. I'm going to be speaking to all, all kinds of people that own coffee shops mm. as well. And there's no competition, really, is there? Because... There are so so many great coffee shops. You can just choose. Yeah, you you can. I mean, I, th I think you know if if you like coffee and, and you live in or near Shrewsbury, or you're a visitor. You, you're blessed because there are there's some, there's some outstanding coffee shops in this town. Um, I mean, six years ago there was less. So when we opened, you know, there weren't that many direct competitors. But now there are. I, I mean, I always, you know, see people as competitors. But if they're independents, they're kind of competitors. But they're not. We're all in it together. Yeah. Who, the people I've got to beef with are the chains, and you know I really would rather if anybody do, if you want to come to us to get your, your coffee fix, fine. Don't go to a chain. Go yeah. to another independent. Yeah, that's what I tend to do. In fact, I went for a meeting. Uh, it was about the show and about what we're going to be doing with the Darwin Festival in, in February, and I walked in with a Costa coffee, but that was just because it was just there. <laughs> like I was, I was, uh, I just walked up the cop. I was kind of dying, trying not to die. And uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. If if, if I'm on a, a motorway on a long journey and we pull into a service <laughs> station, I need a fix, so it'll have to be Costa or Starbucks. But you know, if if ever I get the choice, it'd be independent. Did, did uh, like the rise in all of these uh, like there's a Starbucks and Costa everywhere did that kind of inspire you yeah i suppose so. I, I mean in, in in a sort of in a financial sense i mean we you know we did obviously we did a bit of um of research into the coffee industry or the, or the growth of coffee shops and it's fair to say that you know six odd years ago and even now i think you know there's still growth in the market yeah um i think i'd, I'd probably at this point i would argue that shrewsbury is very near to saturation 
um, not just in terms of coffee shops and cafes, but I think in in, in the hospitality sector generally. There's a lot. There's, there's a, a lot, heck yeah. of a lot. And the, you know, the, the pie is only to use a pun. The pie is only so big. <laughs> there's only so many, uh, so much of it to go around. Yeah. Whereas I think with coffee places, it's it's strange how we work as consumers because, like I said, like I grab the coffee uh, Costa coffee because it's just near to me, you know. Mm. Whereas with you guys, you've got a number of chains now. You've got one like um, sort of in, in Colum, just at the end of the quarry, and you've got one in town. Well, did you say you've got another one as the, well? Uh, the university uh, oh, right, over at the Guildhall in Franquil. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you've got you've got like strategically placed. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I'd like to say it happened strategically, but no, it, it was pretty much sort of by, by accident the way that they you know, yeah. that, that, that we've grown. Um, but yeah, three of them. And I suppose the good thing for us and what keeps us on our toes is they're all very different. Yeah. Um, so the kind of people who come into the St. Julian's place are different from the kind of people who come in here to the museum. Very different, obviously, from the, the students who go into the yeah, university yeah. coffee shop. Now, the one in Colon I really like because I, I, I take my little boy to the park and we, I tend to walk. And then by the time we get back, we're, we're both kind of knackered and <laughs> tired and... Excuse me, sorry, that's that like coffee. Um, and I like to just sit on that, that couch in the corner. And we, I think about three weeks ago is actually when I first started asking about the podcast. I'm a little boy with, uh, with me. And we just sat and did a Where's Wally whilst I drank coffee <laughs> and he had a milkshake. It was really, really nice. It's like a really nice homely feeling. I, I, th- I think that's what we try to, to sort of engineer. Um, you know, the, the, the look of the place, the feel of the place, hopefully the friendliness of the staff means that people you know people feel chilled when they come in so you, you know you don't feel rushed you don't feel as if you've yeah. got to you know um you don't feel hurried to finish your coffee you can spend a little bit of time there i mean the, <laughs> the only time it does get very rushed and hurried is um we have a couple of um uh, running groups on a saturday and saturday oh, morning right, okay. park run and junior park run so the place is absolutely rammed. Espresso, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or cake to recover from their running. Yeah. I can imagine that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a tubby guy myself. I can imagine, like, I've just done all this running, now I need cake. Exactly, the reward at the end of it. Yeah, that's right. That's great. Um, and, like, you know, it's so diverse in Shrewsbury. It's such an amazing place where you can sit. I mean, we're sat in a coffee shop now in the museum, and I'm looking around, and there's young people, and there's old people, there's children. And, you know, it's a place where you could quite easily sit with your child like I did in, in Colon or you can whip open your laptop do yeah. some work you know. it, it, it's funny because I mean that, that's actually another aspect of what, we, what we've tried to do from, from the get go um, we, we kind of had an, again naivety on our part we had this idea when we originally opened that we were going to be this you know ultra hip trendy um, uh, artisan style coffee shop um, and you know don't get me wrong that there's a place for those uh, those kind of outlets and you know all, all, all good luck to them but you know why would you want to only have one type of customer exactly you know you, you've, you've absolutely you've got to be the kind of place that can attract that everybody feels comfortable in as you yeah. said whether they're young whether they're old you know wh- wh- whatever experience they want from the coffee shop you want to make them feel comfortable and this place has got a seam universe and the fact that you're getting a lot of tourists in yeah. this specific one really you know because you go to one coffee you've been to them all so hmm. you but that that's very generic but at the same time you want to go to what you're used to you know you don't want to walk into somewhere where it is too hip and young looking but yeah at the same time. that's right yeah so you have you have got to be quite sort of careful you know you don't and i always think um the way that people dress, you know, I, I always used to say to my teen, well, they're not teenagers anymore, but my two sons, never be too trendy. Yeah. You know, be 
be fashionable, but not too fashionable. Just do you. Do you. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And also, the most important thing is the coffee. The coffee. Yeah. The coffee here is amazing. I love it. Oh, good. Thank you. I think your staff here have seen me here at least three or four times this week. Sat here. I've been good. speaking to. I went to a. I had a meeting with the guy from the museum actually, who's uh, who's going to be very, very, very helpful to us. Likes what we're doing. Well, I had to bring my three-year-old along, and. Uh, so embarrassing. It went well, but he was like, um, as three-year-olds do, he's pottering around, he's got a banana, he's mushed it everywhere. I'm like, oh, don't do that. Um, I had a surgical mask in my bag because I work at the prison as a scare actor. Right. So for my character, I thought it might be creepy to have a surgical mask. So he pulls it out of my bag, this guy in the museum's going, what am I doing here? And then he turns to me and he goes, I need a poo. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, never bringing him again. He's a good ne- luck child. Never, never work with children or animals. <laughs> yeah. But this guy's super relaxed and he, he understood, so... We, we we do invest a lot of um, time and energy in the coffee, and we, we, we're lucky that our supplier, the lady who, do, who does our blend and our yeah. roasting, uh, Danielle Hadley, she's based over in um, well, she just moved actually, she's in Ludlow now, so she's you know she's very much local. Obviously, the beans that go into the coffee aren't local. Um, so and, and all of our baristas, all the people who work here, they're all trained by her. Oh wow! Um, because she she's very very um, diligent about you know well it's my coffee it's her coffee so she wants it prepared and presented in, in the right. So she way. gets the beans from say Colombia or wherever it comes from and she roasts it herself. It, that that's right and she chooses the blend. So it, it, uh, this is testing me now: Honduras, Sumatra, and somewhere else. <laughs> that's, that's awful. That's awful. I don't my own. I don't know my own blend. Um, no, that's really cool though, because uh, I guess a lot, a lot of people just buy it from a, a Booker's or something, you know. Something. Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, going back to what we were saying about the quality of coffee shops in Shrewsbury, I mean, most, most of the good ones absolutely will have their own blend, and they'll, you know, a lot of them will change the blends and they'll have guest blends and, and, and you know, single origins, etc. But all of them will take a pride in, in what they do because it's, you know, it, it's what they do. If, if you put the name coffee shop above you, uh, above your window, you, you better be prepared to make a good coffee. Do you ever get like proper like coffee critics in here that'll be like, you know, tasting it and be like, there's a blend of this. That is. Do you ever get that? Is that a yeah, thing? Well, we do. And I mean, funny enough, we, we've got a session tomorrow. Danielle's going to come in. She's going to set up for a few hours, and she's going to do one of the techniques she's going to go through with people is is what they call cupping. And it, it, it's essentially it's the coffee equivalent of take of wine tasting. Oh, okay. So you literally use a spoon. And you, you know you roll the coffee around on your palate, and you talk about the flavours and all that kind of. So I mean, that's proper hardcore. I would, really I would love to come to one of them. That'd be so funny. Um, so is this is this something like, like? I mean, I know you're saying you're doing PR. Um, could you ever imagine of doing this when you were younger? I mean, what were you like when you were yeah, younger? I I was um, what's that what's that Australian term? A larrikin. I was uh, yeah. I was a bit of I, I was. I didn't do particularly well at school. I was I was a class clown. I was the guy telling the jokes, the guy not concentrating. The Jack the lad. Type yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But um, so no, I, and, and and genuinely, I didn't know what I was going to do as a career anyway. I mean, I, I I fell into PR just completely by accident, as often I'm sure most people do with their careers. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it was as a career, I absolutely loved it. I mean, I, I spent 20 years doing it, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I worked for big organisations and, and, you know, tackled some big issues. Um, but no, I, I, I mean, I'd like to think I was good at it. Whether I was good or not, I don't. It's for others to decide. But I enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah. Really what was more demanding, the coffee business or the VR business? Oh, the coffee business. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely the coffee business. I mean, when I look back at my, my corporate life, um, you know, I had it so easy. I mean, I, I always tell the story about... Um, 
when we first started the business. I couldn't, you know, I'd, I'd made that jump from being corporate. So just, just a, a silly example, I'd never had to buy stationery. You know, so, you know <laughs> yes. when, when you're running your own business, everything is down to you. You know, I mean, I'd never bought a mobile phone because the business supplied it. I'd never bought a car because the business supplied it. Everything was laid on for me. And I went from that to, no, Mike, you have to do everything. Yeah, get and, and hands the, on. The biggest one, which is a bit abstract, was decision making. Because I'd always worked in big organisations. Yeah. You know, decisions are made generally by a number of people. Um, you know, until it gets to the chairman or chief exec, and then he or she will make it. But, but you know, I was always part of a decision-making process. It was a and team, I went, team. Exactly. Thing, yeah. And I went from that to, you know, day one of, well, what are we going to do now? Oh, blimey, I've got to make a decision. And Mike, we don't have enough mugs. Mike, we've run out of coffee. <laughs> Mike, it. the bulb's got to here. And <laughs> oh, and, and, I mean, that's a good point, actually, because you, you end up, um, you know, I, again, I had this idea of me being this, this trendy barista just making coffee. No, I'm I'm rocking toilets. I'm uh, I'm a woodworker. I'm, uh, I'm 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 I've got a monkey wrench. I'm doing everything, everything. How well do you work with the museum? Is there is there like a it, does it get awkward sometimes when they're like, well, we've got to close. You got you know got a feature now, but we've got to close. No, they, they, they they've been great. I mean, we we've been here now for five years, and they, they've been absolutely uh, fantastic. We do a lot here over and above the cafe so we do evening events we do gigs a lot a lot of music gigs yeah i see this yeah um a lot of private parties we use the courtyard a heck of a lot in the summer um so you know and and they've been great about that i mean i think or i'd like to think that like us they see this whole complex as something more than just a museum or more than just a coffee shop yeah it's such a beautiful building it's a meeting place that's what yeah. it is it, it yeah. attracts people and i suppose yeah. you could run easily run here like a, a an author reading or a poetry yeah. slam or something. Well, we've got, a, we've got a poetry brunch coming up, actually, mm. as part of the Literature Festival in November. So you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, the, I mean, it's already, but I think even more so, it could become an absolute culture hub for the yeah. whole of the town. Yeah, really should. Um, so it's going really well. I was going to say, my next question was, how is it going now? I mean, like, <laughs> you're saying it's going really well. I mean, it's... I'll be honest. It, it, it's it's tough. It's not it's not all plain sailing. I mean, I, you know, we, we do enjoy it, um, and we're you know we're thankful for the custom we get. But I, I think anybody who works in hospitality and shrews people tell you that it, it's you know it's a tough market to be in. Um, you know, margins aren't fantastic. The the, the cost that we face. Um, certainly over the, over the six years we've been doing it have just risen and risen and risen and of course what, what you can't do is you can't pass all of those costs on to your customers you can to a certain degree yeah, yeah. but you can't you know you, you can't suddenly decide you're going to charge a pound extra for every cup of coffee it's, um, it, was a, it was a huge shock the first time I ever went in to say a Costa or a Starbucks and I was like I'll have a coffee please and they were like that's £3.50 and yeah. I was like <gasps> okay and whereas like I'm looking at your board now and, and the prices are really good they're, they're not Extortionate. We, we can't, I mean, we couldn't afford to, to put them up to, to that level, you know, even if we'd want to. But um, I think that the, the difficulty is that um, people who come into a coffee, I mean, it's the same as if you went into a bar and have, have a pint of beer and, you know, say get charged £3.50 for a pint of ale. And you'll think to yourself, well, I could buy a, 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 that in a bottle from Sainsbury's for, say, £1.55. But you're not paying just for the ale. You're no. paying for, right, let's go through it, our lighting, our, our utilities, our staff costs, our staff pension, yeah. our staff national insurance, the corporate tax, um, the business rates, the business improvement district levy. Ba -bum, ba -bum, ba -bum, ba -bum. And also you're situated in a place where you can meet your friends. Um, yeah. you're, you're right in the hub, right in the centre of the town. 
where you can go and go and do your shopping or whether you're sightseeing. You're, you're paying for an experience, I exactly. suppose. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, I've, you know, I get that. I mean, if you're going to sit in a, a generic Costa or something, yeah, yeah I mean, I, you kind of grumble at the prices there. But here, I would be, I'd happily pay a bit more. I'm, I mean, I've had some really successful meetings in this big actual <laughs> building, so I've got a good day. Yeah. I think it's um, it is that thing about ind- independence. We, I think, we feel the costs far more than the chains. I mean, we, you know, by definition, if it's a massive chain, they can sort of dilute their costs across all their, their sort of branches. Um, but if you're an independent and you've only got one, two, or, or at most three places, you know, ev- ev- you know, everything that you're charged, you have to pay for. Yeah. Um, it is. It, it's. It's a you know, tough trading, it really is. And does it differ where the stores are? I mean, say, Colum, the the, uh, the, the place in the museum and here, do they differ? Is it they, they do a bit. I mean, it's almost like having sort of favourite children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes, um, you know, one month, you know, trade might be particularly up in one of them and, and that's your favourite. Yeah. And it, it's down in another one. You think, come on, pull your socks up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and what about seasons? Does that affect things? So summer, winter? I mean, what happens? Yeah, there? It, it does to an extent. I mean, the the, the one in Colum or, or St Julian's, I should say, is I mean, that's probably very much weather dependent because we've got the lovely outdoor area there. We've got yeah. the seating area. So, and you'll generally find if, if you know if there's a lot of people in the quarry, they'll gravitate towards us. Um, you know, if it's if it's a wet, rainy. Wednesday afternoon in November we might be very very quiet down there yeah because it's a place where there isn't a lot built up around it apart from Colum it's kind of a a bypassing place, isn't it's, it? It's, it's a to and from. It's, yeah. it's a thoroughfare. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And I mean, if, if the weather's atrocious, people just want to get where they're going. Yeah. You know, yeah. they don't really want to loiter. Um, whereas here, I think we're a bit luckier because you've got the attraction of the museum on, on hand. Um, and they've, they've had some fantastic exhibitions here. And students like coffee. <laughs> and students love coffee. I mean, we, we're, we're lucky over at the university. Our, the guy, uh, uh, our guy Chris, who runs the, the cafe over there, um, all the students fall in love with him, and most of the lecturers too. So everybody, everyone goes in for a yes. They want the coffee fix, but they want to chat with Chris as well. I'll have to pop in there, and give him, a, yeah, you should, give yeah. him a card. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what does the future hold for for, for Stop? Are you growing? Are you, are you going to expand? Are you, you saying you got a? Is you say you got a truck or a, a van? Oh, a van. Yes. What's that about? What's going on? Well, there? It, part of that is because the, the the kitchen here in the museum, we we we, we bake all our own cakes. Okay, which we, cool. which we, um, with some justification, I'd say, say are the best in Shrewsbury. Um, <laughs> Richie, our baker, bakes everything here on site. So, of course, what that then means is that we've got to convey them round to the other two sites. Okay. Um, we also do quite a lot of catering over at the university. Because the university, oh, okay. um, is, 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 as well as being a university in its own right, um, holds a lot of meetings and seminars, that, conferences, that kind of thing. I said, I need, I need cakes. I know a guy <laughs> who needs cakes. So we, uh, we got the van and, and logo it up and we got the racking in the back so we you know we we, we, we drive around with cake we drive up and down uh, uh, the wild cot with cake in the back yeah. I, if I see you driving around I'll be like cake cake stop <laughs> cake and an espresso please uh, so it, it's funny it's, it's quite juvenile but when, when we got the van um, or when we got the logos put on the van I was so excited arguably more excited than I was in opening any of the three it's places. It's always nice seeing something you've created just there. It's, you, know? you know, getting in a van and thinking, really, this is not... <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, a great thing. I mean, I suppose you, you're a creator as well. You may be a creator of businesses, but you've created this 
this whole thing and your own brand as well. It's, it's always really good. Yeah, we, we're, we're, very, um, we're very proud of that because um, the brand, you know, the stock logo and everything is something that Nicola and I developed ourselves. Um, I mean, we, we got some help with a local designer, but what we didn't do is we didn't pay a consultant to come up with it. You know, it was absolutely our own idea. Yeah. Um, in terms of the future, I, it's difficult because, I, I, you know, as I said earlier, Shrewsbury might be to the point of saturation with coffee shops. So I think if, you know, if we are going to open and we would like to open more, it might have to be, if not outside Shrewsbury, then maybe sort of located within another uh, building or attraction. Yeah, um, which was very much, you know, that's absolutely what drew us here to the museum because it, it's not just a coffee shop. And that's the thing about Shropshire is there are so many amazing places. You've got Ironbridge and Oswestry Street and places in Telford as well. Yeah. You know, all these nice places uh, that you, you could get away with that. Yeah, and, it'd be like, and you have people that may visit from Shrewsbury like, oh, stop, I know yeah. them, you know, I might yeah. pop in there. It's great coffee, great cake, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, oh, good luck with that. That, that sounds really... Uh, I mean, you've got to a point now, I suppose, where it's like it's working. Yeah, it Let's is. Let's keep it that way. Yeah, it is. I mean, we, you know, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't feel like a panic from day to day like it used to when we first started. <laughs> you know, we, we've kind of we got to the point where we, we think we know what we're doing. Always learning, of course. Always things to learn. So, it, you know, now what it's about doing is, is improving. You know, you've got the basic model set yeah. up. So what you try and do is you try and improve. You also keep an eye on the market because there's always new things coming along, you know, new types of coffee, uh, new types of food, you know, new, new ways in which you can get the, the punters through the door. And there's, there's been a, a, I suppose it's not, it's more, it's more, I think, because people talk about it more, but you get a lot more people talk about vegan food and, yeah. and special, you know, whether you can't the dietary drink requirements. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, and that's something which in the six years we've been trading, we've, we've noticed massively. So, you know, here on the menu, we've got gluten-free alternatives. Um, we've got vegan alternatives. Um, we've got, you know, if you don't want milk, you can have, um, uh, you can have oat, oat milk, you can have yeah. soya milk. And it is, I mean, I think it, it, it is very much the growing trend. People want something different. And, you know, sometimes it's for medical reasons. Sometimes it's just through choice. Yeah. Let's be cool. I'm going to be vegan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when, you, when, you are, when you're not here uh, and you're not, you're not getting stressed by the, the, the business, <laughs> what do you like to do to kind of wind down? What to do unwind. Do to um, what's your thing, you know? Right. I, I don't know. It, 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 what did I say earlier? Heavy, heavy drinking and sleeping. <laughs> yeah, one followed by the other. Um, I don't know. I, I suppose I watch a lot of sport. I've always been into sport. Oh, yeah? What's, what's your thing? What's your... Well, uh, rugby league is, is, is my oh, main okay. sport. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Warrington Wolves, who are in the grand final, just hey, to mention. Um, and then, I mean, this is going back quite a few years ago, but I used to play American football. Oh, right. Um, I'm just getting into that. Oh, what, what a sport. What, I mean, I'm, I'm way too old to play it now, but no, for, for about 13, 14 years I played, um, including for the um, local team, the Shropshire Revolution. Oh, right. So... American football is always a big, uh, big part of my I've life. I've got a few friends that are into all that. Um, John Biggin. Uh, oh, I know John. John yeah, yeah, he's a big guy. He's yeah, a big, big guy. Biggin by name, Biggin by nature. Yeah, yeah. he's a strong guy. Yeah. I work security, uh, not with him, but he, he was a colleague. Yeah. I suppose by extension, but uh, he's a great guy. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to face him on, a, on an American <laughs> football field. <laughs> Knock you into the stands. He was huge. <laughs> so yeah, so so sports something I've always been into. I, I, I mean, I read a lot, uh, watch a lot of films, very much into films, like music. 
Um, mm. I don't know. Probably I do what every other 52-year-old does. <laughs> I mean, I like to... I, there's so many things I like to do in movies and comic books and things. It's just nice to wind down, isn't it? I mean, people don't understand with the podcasting scene is like there's there's a lot of planning that goes involved and, and the recording, the editing. There's lots of work that goes involved. And sometimes it's nice to just switch everything yeah. off and just do something. Even no, sometimes absolutely. just nothing, like you said, yeah. just open a bottle of whiskey and totally, <laughs> totally chill out well, one of the things that increasingly my wife and I do is we'll, we'll go away I mean nowhere sort of exotic you know two or three days I mean we'll, we're going up to Northumberland in a few weeks time and, and the idea is just that thing about just switching off the phone switching off the iPad yeah. so that you're complete and you're physically you're away from the business yeah because if ever we've got any downtime and we're in Shrewsbury, we'll end up gravitating towards one of the cafes and doing something. I was quite wise with the Shrewsbury biscuit because I've pulled I've pulled in people that was going to help me with the social media sort of things when I'm not a, a bit able to do it. And so it's nice to be able to just switch that off because yeah. uh, with my other show, I couldn't I couldn't exactly just do that because you'd be panicking like, oh, are they slagging my show off? Like, <laughs> you know. Um, I was gonna. I've written a bit here where we, maybe we can give your business a bit of a plug. Let's talk yeah. about those people that haven't come to stop. Mm. Why would they want to come to stop to, to drink coffee? Though? Okay. Uh, well, first and foremost, the quality of, of, of the, the product. You know, the coffee, the cake, the, uh, the savoury lunches that we provide is, is as good, I believe, as anywhere else in Shrewsbury. <laughs> Better than a lot in Shrewsbury. Um, I think one of the things that hopefully sets us apart from other places, because there are a lot of places to eat and drink in Shrewsbury, yeah, is the friendliness of the welcome. Um, I mean, all we're very 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 lucky to have an absolutely fantastic team so friendly cafes. so so friendly yeah, oh, that's, good to, hear. that's yeah. good to hear and and you know i think you know there are a, a number of places that do really good coffee in shrewsbury so you then you've got to look to yourself and say well you know how can we how we how can we set ourselves uh, how can we set ourselves up as different from other places and i think ultimately it's you know the level of your service if you've got really nice people working for you who like to smile, like to greet people and treat people with respect and yeah. properly. You know, that, that goes such a long way. Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. I mean, I love the place because uh, it was... Um, I've, I've shared some great moments, uh, mainly in uh, St. Julian, mm. because, um, like, taking my son sledding for the yeah. quarry. <laughs> no, he, was, he actually fell asleep on the sled as I was dragging him back. <laughs> My arms were like pounding. I was like, oh my God. So I woke him up. I was like, we're going for coffee. And then we sat there and uh, he, he was rich. It's a really nice moment. Like. Yeah, um, so you're from Shrewsbury. You're mm. a Salopian. Uh, uh, what does Shrewsbury mean to you? Um, I think, I know that people often have a problem with this, but the, um, the original one-off idea that the Shrewsbury bid come up with, I actually, I, I do think there's a lot in that. I think Shrewsbury is... It's unlike a lot of other places. Like, you know, I, I, I've travelled a lot, um, usually through business in my old life, throughout the UK, and I don't know, Shrewsbury does kind of feel different. Um, sometimes for bad reasons, but mostly for good reasons. But I, I guess, you know, it is. It's As I said, you know, it's big enough to be exciting, small enough to be safe, you know. Uh, quite exclusive, yeah. Yeah. I, I, love the, I love that you get these amazing historical buildings. I mean, I was just walking through now, and I was thinking, if you were a fan of, like, a, maybe Victorian kind of dramas and things like that, yeah. you could walk down the street and feel like you were in a Victorian mm. town, you know. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. there are a lot of people, I mean, I'm hoping a lot of people in America will be listening to this, uh, if people from all over that might uh, you know be attracted to coming somewhere like that but also you've got a lot of futuristic interesting yeah. buildings mashed in with that yeah yeah no that's right I mean, I mean just here where we are at the moment I mean I always 
one of those things because you, you you kind of you know you live or work on top of it. You don't really um, uh, appreciate it. But Vaughan's Mansion, which is just over my left shoulder, so that's the white building in the courtyard. Yeah. It dates from the 1200s. And it's just like that blows you away. You know, go out there, sweep it, sweep in the courtyard, yeah. and I look at it and I think, wow, that's that's quite something. And we're using it; it's being used. That's the great thing. Yeah, it's not just locked away. Mm. And, mm. Um, and I was speaking to uh, an architect. Uh, I forget his name, which is really bad. But I was speaking to an architect who oh, I'm probably going to get on the show. I'd love to speak to him because mm. he is uh, his company is, is is responsible for restoring a lot of the buildings around here. And he, sh- he showed me, he sat me down, and he showed me his computer and the, the amount of files he's got on the buildings. He's, he did the market. Oh wow! Uh, I mean, that's absolutely iconic. I mean, we, we go there a heck of a lot to watch cinema there, and it's you know, again, that's one of the jewels in Shrewsbury's crown. It really is that place. It's yeah. fantastic. Well, we're going to be hopefully uh, speaking to, to them and linking up with the theatre as well because mm. they're obviously the same, one of the, one of the same. Um, uh, you know, it's a it's a pro- process, and I'm, I'm really grateful that you've. Uh, You've uh, come on the show and, and spoke about what you do. I mean, we've done about half an hour now, which is great. Um, but you've got a great story. Mm. You know, you've, went, you've gone from one thing to another. <laughs> uh, and even though it's a, it's a stress and, it, and, it's, and it's troubling at times, you, mm. you've made a success out of it. Mm. And I like that about people. Yeah. You know, it's a struggle, but you've got through it. It is. It, it's... You know, it, it, it's been a rocky road, and we're still, you know, I, you know, I'm not about to retire tomorrow or even next week. Um, but you know, we are, you know, we're still. We always say to ourselves, you know, when, usually when we got a quarterly VAT bill coming up, you know, once we paid it, we'll look at each other and say, well, that's it, we live to fight another day. But you know, in the meantime, we're providing work for sort of thirty odd people. Please don't stop part-time. bringing me this coffee. <laughs> no, we're don't providing ever. <laughs> And we're providing uh, a much-needed uh, necessity. Withdrawal symptoms. <laughs> so we, you know, we are we are proud of, of of what we do. I think the problem is is and, and, and again, any small business person would, would say the same is when you're so close to it, you're at the cold face, sort of seven days a week. Nobody ever really, you know, you never take time out to think, oh, I've done a good job there. And, you know, very rarely does anybody pat you on the back. Mostly what they do is say, you owe us money for the VAT. So so sometimes it's a bit difficult for for you to to understand that, you know, you are doing something well and you're doing something people appreciate. And that's what this show is is for. It's it's so that people that walk past uh, your coffee shop in Colum and the the students, if you're listening to this, uh, they get a better idea of who you are. Uh, they might be like, oh, I've heard that Mike's a great guy and he's got a great story. Let's let's go in there. You know, it's a really nice coffee shop. Alex told me. You know, yeah, um, yeah. so hopefully, uh, guys, if you're listening and you've never been to Stock Cafe, make sure you uh, you kind of swing by and, and try the coffee because it really is good. Uh, I'm, I'm a, definitely a tribute to that. <laughs> so, Mike, yeah. thank you very much for for joining us thank, on the show. Thank you, Alex. Um, you know, um, guys, make sure you give us a like and a share and a subscribe. Um, our social media you'll be able to find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast on Twitter we are the Shrewsbury B1 because they wouldn't let us have such a long name <laughs> I might have to look into changing that but um, thank you very much Mike thank it's you, been Alex. really great to have you on and thank you very much guys hey guys how's it going quick promo time do you like beer specifically IPA well our friends at Chez Sophie are running Christmas beer tasting And of course, that is hosted by beer genius, in my opinion, Matt Hocking. It says here on their Facebook, Expect an enticing selection of varied, limited batch craft beers from some of the most progressive and talked about breweries of the year. Matt will talk you through each beer and brewery 
as well as the history of the style. The event runs through Thursday the 29th and Friday the 30th of November at 7pm. Tickets are just £25. If you don't know where Cher Sophie is, uh, firstly, shame on you. It's a great waffle house on Mardle in town. They sell great waffles, uh, coffee, all kinds of food, really nice foods. Uh, they also uh, sell some great IPAs there. I visit there quite a lot because me and Matt have a lot in common as far as beers are concerned. Uh, make sure you check these guys out. I'll be definitely dropping a link to this event on our social media, so it'll be there for you to check out. Thank you guys, and on with the show. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm sat here with uh, Alex Vladimirov from um, Shrewsbury Bid. Uh, I've spoken to Alex before, thanks for coming to chat to me. Um, first of all, congratulations on Shrewsbury Bid for being voted back in to do what you do. What is it you guys do exactly? What's that? Yeah, we're not doing it for another five years as well. So we're Shrewsbury Bid, the business improvement industry. Uh, we're basically voted in by our members uh, as a business-led organization, an optimal not-for-profit, and our aim is to make Shrewsbury a better place to work, live, visit, invest in, and also study in as well now. Okay. So, uh, the way a business improvement district works is that it works in a certain area. For us, this is Shrewsbury Town Center, and we are tasked for five years to have a clear business plan and then deliver on it, and every five years, we have to be voted back in. Uh, so for us, we were quite uh, you know, glad to receive a very strong vote of confidence with 88% of our members that's saying yes. That's yeah, it's like 9 out of 10, so that's, that's pretty fantastic. good. Well, you have my vote anyway. You guys have been great for the Shrewsbury Biscuit. Um, what you, what you, did you have to sell any kind of ideas to be able to, to, to win that kind of? Yeah, yeah and so. I can wave around our business plan, which, you know, it's a kind of, you know, 10-page document, but uh, we tried to summarize it in uh, three areas that we're trying to do. So we're here to promote the town. We're here to animate it and support our members and also help them by representing them when that's needed. Well, that's really, really good. Um, can you elaborate on kind of where you might be going with these things? Yeah, yeah, obviously that's quite a strategic thing. So I guess in the promotion we tend to focus on seasonal campaigns, showing things uh, through video, social media, all across through the marketing mix. Uh, and obviously we're sitting here at the moment after light switch on and our key campaign for Christmas is uh, the get wrapped up in, in, in uh, Christmas uh, this year. So what we want to encourage people to do is get cozy in Shrewsbury because it's, it's got that welcoming nature. It's got one of the best cafe cultures you'll see anywhere so you've got some of these like at the moment we're, we're sat in the bird's nest in the in the market hall and the music is getting louder <laughs> and louder as we're talking uh, but it's a great place to come and sit and relax very creative very great to look at and Shrewsbury is full of places like that where you can come in and get cozy yeah so. yeah absolutely and we want people to feel free to pop, pop along stay stay in the town so that's on the promotional side but also you'd see us do more things that would give people a reason to pop in so looking ahead into 2019 a key thing we're organizing is the Darwin and Shrewsbury festival so that's in February and there will be over 40 different events 
most of them for free for people to pop along and see what's on offer because the amount of times I hear people that just don't know what's what's happening or like just haven't been on that particular street, haven't been into this particular shop and we just want to showcase what Shudu has to offer. Yeah, and you know, elaborating on, on Darwin and, and the festival that you bring in, which we are covering, covering by the way, we've got kind of I was going to say we've got like exclusivity, but we're the only sh- Shrewsbury podcast, so we, we, we've got exclusivity anyway. Well, I've got a lot of time off on, yeah. on February. We've got um, a team of reporters, so we are going to be recording, covering as much as we humanly can of that. Um, what, what, is, what is the main cause for the Darwin Festival? Why do we do this? Why, yeah, why, why do a festival for Darwin? It's a good question. Because, uh, actually, when I moved here five years ago, a lot of, some people would have said, you know, there isn't enough of Darwin to tell a story here to actually follow it up. And I just obviously did a lot of reading. And that's not true. I mean, Darwin spent nearly 30 years of his life in Shrewsbury. Uh, his house where he was born is here. Um, so uh, Shrewsbury definitely has the le- legitimate claim to some of his fame. Uh, and the way we try to do it, though, is not just by celebrating his scientific achievements, but what he did for many aspects of society and culture. So we try to celebrate mainly his uh, what he brought in, kind of encouraging people to think independently. It's, it's hard, you know, at his time it was hard to say, do you know what, guys, I'm observing something here called evolution that is, you know, some people might disagree with, but I think I'm onto something. And also to remind people who Darwin is. I mean, uh, we're coming like two days after um, Stan Lee has just died. On the moment, biggest hero is Mar- the creator of Marvel. Um, and I, I was talking to some youngsters about Stan Lee, and they're like, "Who's Stan Lee?" <laughs> and I, I nearly died inside. I was like, "How do you not know who Stan Lee is?" But no, it's important some of these people who celebrate. Yeah, yeah Stan Lee left a great legacy, as did Darwin, um, and it's important for people to remember that. And as as we live in the town where he originated, yeah. it's great that we, we, we do this. And, and the festival is really important to me as well because it's going to be our our first big feature for the for, for Shrewsbury Biscuit, and I'm really excited about it. And that's um, also a reason why we do the festival to enable people like you to test new things. Uh, so just so that you know, people can get a flavor of what kind of events they can they can be looking forward to. So there will be you know. Music, uh, music, being music system, sound system being plugged into fruit for kids at the hive. Uh, we're helping host uh, the great, great, great granddaughter of Darwin, uh, and she will come in to do an, an event. She wants to talk about her work down in South America. She's an anthropologist, uh, and then we're gonna have things that are very strictly scientific, and we're also in, inviting uh, scientists in pubs to deliver lectures in a more the cool environment. Yeah, there's a, so uh, we were in touch with uh, someone from New Scientist that wanted to do a, a science stand-up as well. So it's quite a lot of interesting things. That's got me really intrigued, the science stand-up thing. I really can't wait for that. I'm also looking forward to Mysteries as well. Yeah. These guys are fantastic, and we're going to be speaking to them in, in, um, in January. Uh, they're, they're great guys that are going to be trying to convince uh, school children that, what was it, that that the Reekin is actually not a geographical feature of 
structure that actually it's two giants, one killed the other and buried him under the region and they were going to try and convince people and kids that actually the scientific method has the same power as the power of storytelling because myth stories, they're actually the, the, the world's first storytelling museum and they're launching themselves here in Brutus. So we try to basically use the Darwin Festival as a platform, a little trampoline to give a little boost to ideas like that. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, we're going to be, we are going to be covering more about the Darwin Festival soon. We're going to find somewhere quiet and a bit more professional to sit down at some point, I think. Um, what can you tell us about the, the renovation of, of Shrewsbury as a whole? We've seen all these pictures of this new town that they're going to be building. Um, uh, the, the train station's going to be different. There's going to be pathways running past the Dana that looks amazing. What can you tell us about this, the redevelopment? Well, to begin with, there is no new town. I mean, the key thing to remember is Shrewsbury is perfect as it is. What the focus will be is how do you then amplify this? There are development sites that are identified for building, but that's, you know, for the town center, it's very historic. It's not the main area. So if you look at it, what's called the big connection is one of the top five priorities. And that's the area that most of us would actually agree probably needs a bit of love. And that's where Smithfield Road um, backs onto the old shopping center, the Riverside. And it's just such a lost opportunity to build something beautiful. It's on the Riverside. Attract a lot of people if it was something a bit more. Yeah, and we don't know what it's going to be, but I think it's important to know that from a professional standpoint, when you are pitching for somebody to come in and build that, you are giving them a vision of what it could be and laying down very clear rules as to what's allowable and what's not, because clearly they need to fit in with the current built environment, but you need to let them have some input. Uh, but how we control that, if you have a look on bigtownplan.org, because that's where everything's hosted, you'd see that it talks about the Shrewsbury test. And there's a specific group now being set up that will monitor the quality of the built environment. That will. So if you want to be a builder, you want to come in Shrewsbury and build something, you need to hit a certain standard, otherwise, we're in a position where we can say more. I mean, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm speaking how I understand it. But I, I, I do believe that there's a clear vision of what could fit in and what wouldn't. And it's, it's mainly to do with um, these redevelopments of like infrastructure and the way the roads move and the paths move. People got nothing to worry about with the historic buildings that are listed. Nobody got anything to worry about that. No, no, no. If anything, I personally think so. What I'm interested in is you know the things that we're doing on the soft side. You know, we're if you look at the plan, it talks about movement and improving that and some features that need to be built. It also talks about uh, vitality, life and mix. It talks about creating a place for enterprise. So where would new businesses be popping up? And also it talks about nurturing natural groceries. So these are relatively intangible things, especially around the cultural side, you know, the vitality, life and mix. And it's just encouraging more Linking things up, to happen. Linking up the flax mill with the rest of the town is a yeah. brilliant idea. It's very innovative, so I think that's going to be great. Um, well, listen guys, we're in a very busy cafe right now, you can see here it's very busy. 
Um, uh, I would like to take the opportunity to, to sort of thank you for, for everything you've done for the show um, and what you do for the town as well. You bring a lot of you bring a lot of great things to the town, and I wish you all the best for the next five years. You know, Cheers! Really yeah. Good. Let's see what um, and hopefully us. we get a, a, another chance to to sit down and have a, a calm, quiet conversation about the Darwin Festival. So thank you very much, and uh, cheers. See you again soon. Thank you. Okay, guys, thank you very much. Uh, that's pretty much it for episode three. Uh, thank you for putting up with my noisy interviews. Uh, I think they sounded all right. They sounded great. And um, that was uh, that was just Alex uh, from Shrewsbury Beard, and then before that, Mike from Stop. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you to everyone for your continued support with the show. It's doing really well. I'm quite proud of it. And I hope you guys join us uh, next week. Uh, Thank you very much and peace out, y'all.